0: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's episode of Locked On Cougars. We wrap up the 100 seasons of BYU football countdown with a look back at 2020, folks. We have made it. An entire summer's worth of looking back at BYU football history culminates today. We'll also catch up with BYU tight ends, Coach Steve Clark. A great chat about his position group. One that's expected to take on a very prominent role in BYU's offense against Arizona and moving forward this season. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we typically do a little later on. So without further ado, let's dive in. But a quick reminder that our title sponsor today is Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, without further ado, let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 2nd, 2021. what's up my friends i'm jay catch your host here on locked on cougars resident byu insider i work for the zone sports network in salt lake city utah thanks again for taking some time to join us right here on your only daily podcast focused on all things byu sports a quick reminder for you guys to continue to send in those ratings and reviews especially if you happen to be listening to us on apple Podcasts. They help us get in front of other BYU fans. It's The algorithm that Apple and other podcast providers use is really, really strange. When they see you guys leaving ratings, ratings and reviews, well, they find people with similar interests and say, hey, maybe you want to check this out. So, your guys' support of this venture is absolutely critical, and I can tell you this much. We are having uh, just incredible, incredible download numbers over the past month. Obviously, that coincides with football returning, but... Crazy, crazy stuff, and a huge thank you for your guys' support. All right, getting rolling here on a Thursday, though, and today is the end. And I'm not saying the end of the podcast, because we're going to keep going with the podcast, but it's the end of a summer-long, well, actually, you can go back into the spring, but it's the countdown of our 100 seasons of BYU football we started way back in the spring this was something I really thought would get us through the doldrums of summer and get us ready for the upcoming football season. And today, folks, it comes to an end with a look at 2020, last year's stellar season where the Cougars went 11-1. and And I'm not so much worried about talking about how things played out during the year. I just kind of wanted to kind of reminisce on what we learned over looking back at BYU football history with it culminating last year with that 11 and 1 season. BYU finished the in the national rankings number 11 in both the major polls, speaking of the coaches and AP polls and it just it's one of those seasons that you will not soon forget, not only because of BYU's stellar play on the field, But in addition to everything else that was surrounding how things went for the Cougars during the season, we can all recall in mid-March of 2020 when Utah Jazz Center Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19 and the entire world seemingly stopped. We had no clue what we were dealing with. And in some ways, I still don't know what necessarily we'd know what we're dealing with. It's not to be political. It's just we're still dealing with a lot of the same issues over a year and a half or so later. But it's it's crazy to think about. And BYU, well, they were victim to as much of COVID nineteen issues as almost any other program out there. You all remember that they had the twelve game schedule. I had multiple Power Five teams on. I believe six were originally on the schedule last year, and it just fell apart. Plain and simple, a bunch of conferences. originally said we're not playing football. The Big Ten, the Pac twelve. I believe the Mountain West was also in that group, and when they realized shortly thereafter how much money they were going to lose, and suddenly, well, we can still play, but. Nonetheless, BYU stuck to their guns and said, we have every intention of playing this fall. At one point during August last year, so a year ago this time, actually we're in September now, but going back a year and a month ago, I can remember vividly sitting there thinking about what I was going to talk about on the podcast the next day, and I just didn't know. Because we didn't know what BYU was going to do. We didn't know if they were going to play games. At one point, they were down to two games. A game against Houston and a game against North Alabama. And those were actually the two games from the original schedule that BYU had that remained on the schedule. I guess you can count Boise State even though they came back onto the schedule. But nonetheless, an absolutely insane year unfolded. Obviously, BYU opening the year on a Labor Day night, taking on Navy and just crushing the midship in 55 to 3. Then they have their own COVID issues, cancels a game against Army that had been put together on the fly, and BYU doesn't play another game for what was it, almost two and a half, three weeks, and then they finally take on Troy. And it felt like, and by the way, some of you probably are wondering okay, Jake, when did you start believing that this team had something about it? Well, I felt like in the game against UTSA, that's when BYU finally had kind of turned over a new leaf. And BYU did move into the national rankings after that win at Navy. They ranked number 18 going into their matchup with Troy. They beat Troy, beat Louisiana Tech on back-to-back games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Then the UTSA Roadrunners came to Provo and... They were a very, very difficult matchup. Uh, Jeff Trailer, the coach down there, the Roadrunners, he's doing a good job rebuilding that program. And they're going to be a force in Conference USA. And they gave BYU everything they could handle. It was actually the closest game BYU would play all year outside of the loss that they suffered to Coastal Carolina in December. But just looking at how things were playing out for BYU, I believe, and this is my opinion, is when I saw UTSA, BYU grind through that victory, and then they went to Houston, which a lot of people thought might be the toughest game on their schedule. And they just come out in the second half and obliterate the Cougars. That's when I said, OK, this team's got something special about them. And after that, they were off to the races, beating Texas State, Western Kentucky. They went to Boise State and absolutely pummeled the Broncos, who were number 21 at the time, 51-17, to 17. Crushed North Alabama sixty-six to fourteen, and then they had that fateful game that was put together on very short notice at number eighteen Coastal Carolina. They come up just short, literally a yard short, as it was in that loss twenty-two to seventeen. Then they finish off the season at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on a very cold and snowy evening, beating San Diego State twenty-eight to fourteen. So going into bowl season, BYU was sitting at ten and one, and obviously nationally, nationally ranked and the hope was that they'd get some more play from the cultural Bowl playoff that did not come and BYU got an invite to the Boca Raton Bowl and I traveled to that game and BYU I think they were motivated to go out with a bang and really show the nation what they were missing out on and they absolutely handed it to UCF and let's be clear UCF was a little short-handed some of their players were not playing in that game but this was a UCF team that was like, well, they can hang with BYU. BYU made it; it just it was a masterclass. BYU pummels them forty nine to twenty three, caps in an eleven and one season. And I gotta say, it's it was truly one of the funnest seasons that I have covered BYU, and I've been doing this over a decade at this point in my life. And it's not just because of BYU going out and being an eleven and one. That's obviously that helps. But it was just the fact that BYU stuck to their guns. They had every intention of playing in 2020. They were rewarded for it. The national attention that they got because of their willingness to play could not be matched. The brand re- uh, brand recognition, the uh, respect they garnered, I felt like, from a lot of people around the country. I really think it was a net positive in so many different ways for BYU to have done what they did in 2020. Now, as we look to 2021 upcoming and the start of the season coming just two days away, it's crazy to think it's that close, but super, super excited for it. With that so close, now the hope is that BYU can carry the momentum from 2020, what they learned about themselves and what they learned about just adverse, ad, adverse situation, adversity, that's what I'm trying to say, battling through adversity to just play the games they played a year ago and they're still dealing with certain COVID restrictions, all that stuff. BYU learned a lot, I think, as a program and to a player, I think they would all say that. And now they look to carry it into 2021. And folks, I am super excited to see how things play out this season. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for supporting this venture. Thank you for listening to me blather on over a hundred different episodes, about a hundred different seasons that BYU has played. And let's be honest, there were a lot of lean years in the early run of this until we really got to the Tommy Hudspeth slash Lavelle Edwards era, that it was just, man, BYU struggled. But you know what? Over the past 50 plus years or so, BYU has been a true powerhouse and it's been fun to chronicle that and just wanted to say once again a big thank you for supporting the venture throughout the summer. A number of you've reached out in recent days as we've drawn to a close here on the 100 seasons countdown and said I really enjoyed it Jake. Thanks for keeping me entertained all summer long. And you know what? Those messages, they make my crappy days so much better. And trust me, we're all dealing with crappy days out there. There's a lot of crap going on in the world. We all get it, but I, it's just it's fun to hear from you guys how it helped you guys get through your morning walks or your your workouts or whatever it might be. That you, whenever you listen to this, I, Rich, who we're going to talk about from Elevate Fitness here in just a little bit, tell you a little bit more about his gym. He listens in the hot tub every day. I know I've got Glenn over in the Philippines on a sailboat who listens to me. You guys make this venture as much fun as I have done in my entire media career. I, I've done a lot of different things at this point in my media career, but I got to say doing this podcast, interacting with you guys every single day, hearing what you guys do, hearing uh, how this helps you guys, hearing what uh, you guys do with it, all that stuff. It just, it makes my day. And it was fun at the outset to think, okay, we're going to cover 100 different seasons of BYU football. I got to admit there were some days it was an absolute drag to be like, okay, let's talk about 1948. Let's talk about 1963, but we got through it and I hope you guys learned something. And I hope you guys were able to reminisce no matter how old you are on some of the seasons that you have experienced in your own life and your own interactions with those seasons involving BYU football. And it brings back a good memory or two to your, to your mind. I I hope that, That was the overall outcome of this because that's what I was aiming for. And trust me, as you guys probably heard me talk about, as we got into the 1990s, when I really became a true diehard BYU fan, you probably heard me talk about more of my experiences with some of the games that I was at in person. I actually, uh, going a little long here on this first segment, but I was actually golfing with my 88-year-old grandfather. Yeah, he's 88 and he still golfs and he's an absolute legend, Herman Hatch. And we were golfing the other day and we were playing together, riding in the cart together. And I turned to him at one point. I said, hey, grandpa, remember all those games we used to go to at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? He said, yeah, those were some good times, weren't they? I'm like, yes, they were. Because he was the guy more than anybody else in my entire life. I've attended more BYU football games with my grandfather than anybody else in my family, in my life. And it's their treasured memories. I'll hold on to forever. Uh, and it's just, it, it's one of those things. I think sports bring us together, and BYU a little differently because it obviously it's ingrained with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. We all know that there's that element to it as well. But my grandpa, we were just kind of talking about. It. I said, "It's just," I I told him, "I'm like, thank you for taking me to those games, grandpa. It was an absolute honor and a privilege to spend that time with you." But in addition to it, now that now as I've been going back and talking about these seasons. It has brought back so many fun memories, memories, like I said, that I will treasure forever of those experiences, those afternoons and evenings out there at Lavelle's house and cheering on the Cougars. It's just stuff like that. So once again, I hope you guys found something of value in those 100 seasons of BYU football countdown that we did over the past four to five months. But it's been a pleasure, folks. It's been a ton of fun to do it, but the podcast rolls on now, and we shift into game mode. We shift into season mode. We are now going to get you ready for 2021. We're going to go week by week, getting you ready for Arizona coming up this Saturday, as you've heard over the last two days. If you didn't listen to it, you missed out on an opportunity here from Mike Luke. He hosts Locked On Wildcats that covers the Arizona Wildcats, got his insight on the game, and coming up next, we're going to go down to Provo inside the BYU football program and talk with tight ends coach Steve Clark. Guy who's got a very talented position group, a very deep position group. Well, what does he make of the guys under his care and what does he think they can do this year? We'll get to that in mere moments today's show is brought to you by our friends over at rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models it's obviously impossible for your local chain auto parts store to store all the parts you need why would you sit there and let them ask questions while they're looking up parts on their computer and ordering maybe one of two parts or one or two manufacturers they're able to order from at their fair their, 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 at their warehouse excuse me Why would you do that when you can go to rockauto.com and see every manufacturer and every option available for your vehicle that's right there online, and you can do it on your phone. It's that simple. It really is, folks. Their website is absolutely incredible. You go in there, search out your vehicle, the year, the model, give them all the details, and suddenly you have like just this massive field saying, okay, do you need carpet? Do you need a new windshield? Do you need a new hood? No matter what the part is, new brake pads. It has all the options available for you guys. You just click, say add to cart, and then you're done and you have it shipped to your front door. It's absolutely incredible. And it's a family-owned company, by the way, serving do it first for over 20 years online. Their goal is to save you both time and money when using their resource. So give them a shot, folks. That's rockauto.com. Go check out the website. And while you're there, make sure to write Locked On or Locked On Cougars in the How Did You Hear About Us box so we can get some credit for you guys going over there and checking them out. Once again, that's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out once again at rockauto.com. Joined now by BYU tight ends, Coach Steve Clark. Coach Clark, thank you for taking the time. How are you?
0: Good, good. Just got done with practice, so my voice might be a little uh, scratchy. Apologize for that. So,
1: okay, are are you more of a yeller, or is it just you've been using your voice so much just during fall camp that it's just getting worn out?
0: I've been, Well, I've been singing a lot, so maybe that's what it is. No, I'm, I'm not a yeller at all. You can ask my player. <laughs> well,
1: that's what we like to hear. Well, thanks again for taking the time. <laughs> uh, how does it feel to actually know, hey, we're in game week and everything?
0: Uh, it, it, uh, it's real exciting. It's been a long time coming. Um, I think, you know, you get, you get to the point where you practice so much, you're ready to play a game, and I think that's where we're at right now.
1: Okay, with your tight end unit, obviously Isaac Rex is going to be the focal point. It seems like in most people's minds, how is he different going into this season as he maybe was a year ago?
0: Um, Isaac's uh, slimmed down. He's leaner. Uh, I think he's faster, uh, but he's he's gained some strength. Um, so I, I think he's a, he's more explosive, um, and obviously he's uh, a lot more. Um, familiar with the offense and a lot more confident in it
1: he obviously was kind of thrust into that spotlight role last year with matt bushman's injury do you feel like he his uh i guess kind of settled into a leadership role now after having gone through that for a year now
0: i think so he um you know he's not a he's not a real vocal guy he's kind of quiet a uh, lot like matt um very funny but 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 quiet um lets his uh um, his play um, show his leadership, um, but yeah, I think I mean, you know. looks to Isaac, and that you know when the ball when the ball's thrown to us.
1: Do you have really? A, I guess the tight end unit. Yeah, I guess this is my perception of it. There's not necessarily a guy out there, in my opinion, who's a real, I guess, uh, boisterous, loud guy in that unit. Is there somebody that BYU fans may not be aware of? Who is that guy?
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think that there's really that, that type of guy. Um, last year we had, you know, Kyle Griffith, Griffith, who, uh, who was kind of that guy for us, um, who's now graduate assistant. Um, and I would rather, you know, I'd rather have a guy that leads by example and, you know, really has to, you know, get in someone's face and scream and yell at him. So I, I mean, I'm not, you know, concerned about that at all, but no, it's kind of a, a quiet group. Um, uh Isaac's, Isaac's a quiet guy. Um Dallin Holker's a really quiet guy. Um I say, I'd probably say Mason these people.
1: I wanted to ask you about Dallin Holker. He seems to be a guy who's just really kinda hit the ground running coming home off of a mission. Is that the right assessment of what he's done so far?
0: Yeah, I mean I think he's uh I don't want to, you know, too much of him uh yet. Um you know, we'll use him in certain situations, but, um, he is, uh, we just, we just have done so many studies and have seen that the the guys that come back from missions get hurt. So we're, we're real cautious with them. Okay. When he
1: played as a freshman before he he left on his mission, he was a guy who kind of played multiple roles, more, I guess more of a kind of an H back role. Do you envision him taking on the same type of uh, a role this year, or is he going to be more, I guess, of a traditional tight end now?
0: Well, you know, he's a, he's an unknown. So He's an unknown to uh, the opponent, so I really don't want to say much about what he's going to
1: do. Fair enough. I can understand that. You've got you to hold your card back. cards back. I completely <laughs> understand that in that regard. I want to ask you about Mason Wake a little bit, too. They list him at fullback on the depth chart, but... We've seen him play as kind of a wing back more of a traditional fullback. Is his role going to change at all with regards to what he's done in the past? Because he's been a guy that I think is a fan favorite with all the uh, leaping he's done over opponents, etc. Uh,
0: you know, um, you know. again, I don't want to know what we can do with him because uh, he's he's dynamic in what he can do. Um, I, I think he's got one of the best hands Set of hands on the team. Um, he's also a good route runner. But, you know, he's in pullback, and he's in trying uh block. And you know, you know that's what he's going to major in. But you know, he'll he'll have his chances to do other things like he did last year. I also
1: wanted to ask you about guys like Bentley Hanshaw. He is a guy that coming home off of a mission. I remember actually meeting him randomly at a restaurant and. He was really skinny right after he got home. How has he looked so far?
0: Bentley, um Ben uh put on some weight. I mean he's 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 size wise, um he's he's you know, pretty good. Pretty good size wise. Um he's struggled with injuries, um uh the groin injury this this fall has kind of sidelined sidelined him for a while. Uh so I don't think he really got to show uh, what he can do yet. I, I think that's still to come.
1: A guy that I really liked watching last year was Lane Lunt. How did you guys discover Lane?
0: Uh, actually, um, Coach Mateo uh, found him at his JC in Kansas. And, uh, you know, we got Lane to to walk on. And it was a, it was a big, uh, that, it was a big addition for us. We needed to, uh, uh Lane um Lane kind of brings a toughness uh he's a a grinder he's a you know guy you want to run behind in certain situations so, um but yeah coach Mateos found him and uh um we got him to walk on and then uh, not long after he got here Arkansas called uh and said that they uh wanted to they they didn't know whether we had him or not, but they wanted to scholarship him, so it was really big um, get for us.
1: That's actually intriguing. You guys beat out an SEC team for for a guy. That's uh, that's not nothing to to kind of just dismiss. I would assume.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and you know you need in the in the tight end room body types, You need guys with different students. um you know and Isaac brings that with his length. And, you know, a um, guy like Mason Wake brings it with, his, with more of the leverage. Uh, Carter Wheat's kind of a hybrid between those two. Um, and, and Lane kind of just brings a toughness that we need.
1: I also wanted to ask you about Carter Wheat. He seems to be a guy that I, I just seems like, similar to Lane, just has, a, has a, an ability to contribute in multiple ways. Is, is he a guy that it's expected to just continue doing what he's done in the past for the team?
0: Yeah, he'll do the same stuff. He, he's kind of uh, all over the place as far as, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting because as a tight end group, we're playing a fullback spot. We we're playing a tight in spot. We we're playing a tight out spot. We we're playing um, a slot spot. And he's kind of a guy that can, can do all of it and really um, fill in for anything that needs um, Needs you know, so if someone goes down, he's going to fill in for him. He understands the offense, good route runner, getting better with his blocking. Uh, Does some good stuff in the perimeter, as far as our jet sweeps and bubbles and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he'll fill that role again, um, and I think you'll see him play get significant time, and this year. As a unit,
1: you mentioned the fact that you want your guys to be multifaceted, to be able to play. As you mentioned, the fullback spot, the traditional inline tight end. You want to see them be able to split out. Do you envision all of your guys being able to do all of those things, or is a guy like Mason Wake? He's going to be more of okay, fullback is his spot, but th- th- you have other guys who can do the other things that you need them to do.
0: Now I want them to be able to do it. Mm, we can we can uh, miss we can get mismatched. We can. Uh, participate. Different personnel groupings on the field, and even Mason now, um, you know, has the ability to to split out. So you'll see, you know, you'll you'll you want them to do that, and and it just depends on how the games go in and what you know, Coach uh, Roderick calls based on what he's seen as to where they'll line up. But right now, they have the ability to line up in you know five five spots on the field, which which I think pulls that to uh, and gives the defense some problems.
1: All right, coach. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What are the chances we see four tight
0: ends on the field at all this season? <laughs> uh, um, I wouldn't count it out. Okay. I mean, can I just say it that way? But, but, you know, we have that ability to do You know, do we, do we want to do that? You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say, now yeah, we are, or no, we're not, because it's giving too much attention. I'm just going to... We can, we can talk after the game. How about that?
1: Fair enough. We can, we'll we go with that. Uh, last thing for me, Coach, is there a guy that maybe we haven't touched on just in talking about these different guys in your position group that we haven't mentioned that may have stood out to you during fall camp and in the lead-up to this game against Arizona?
0: Well, I think a young guy, Ethan Erickson, um, he... he you probably won't see him much this year, but he is uh I think he's he's gonna be a great one. He's got really good uh um size and speed and good attached to catch the ball um um maybe not this year. Um I wouldn't count it out but um in the coming years I think you're gonna see uh, a great one in him. Great uh football uh fence and can understand what we're doing. Um, just needs to get a little bit, uh, put a little bulk on, get a little bit of size. But I think he's exciting for the future.
1: If I recall, he's
0: a guy coming home
1: off of a mission. Is that correct?
0: Uh, yes, yeah. he came back, and then uh, he uh, he didn't come in last year. He, he waited a year, and then came in this last fall. He's from Kahuku uh, High School in Hawaii. Um, probably six six. Um, but you know we got to put some put some muscle on him and and get him uh, get him up to you know I'd like to see him to you know two hundred fifty pounds and hey this guy can move and I'm excited about him. Well, you can never have. But two... I don't want to put pressure on him. <laughs> like I just did. Well, so maybe you can that out. Well, 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 we're we're gonna play
1: this back for him in like a year when he's weighing like two thirty <laughs> and say, hey, you just got twenty pounds to go.
0: <laughs> no, I'm really excited about him. I'm, I'm I'm excited. about the whole group, but um, he he kind of stood out um, this this fall. I, I, it was I don't want to say unexpected, but um, he he really competed at a level that I didn't think he would be at so early.
1: Well, that's good to hear. You can never have too many good tight ends. I would assume is that correct? Never, never.
0: All right. So I well, just need to get a tight end that's like five three, so I can you yeah. know talk to him face to face, eye to eye. Coach, if you, if you make a
1: 5-3 tight end, I, I will be the first to line up. I, w- I want to see that guy <laughs> dominant. I can tell you that much. Well, the guy can dream. Absolutely. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time, looking forward to the game this weekend, and look forward to catching up with you down the road, all right? Okay. No problem. Thank you. Thanks again to Steve Clark for taking some time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. And there's a name to file away, folks. Ethan Erickson, yet another talented tight end potentially in the pipeline here for BYU. This is really that deep of a group that they could put four tight ends on the field. And you heard Coach mention, I guess we could potentially see that. I don't anticipate ever seeing four tight ends on the field. I'll be clear about that. If you really wanted to be a run-heavy team, sure. Put four tight ends on the field and see what you can do with that. But... I do think that they have the ability to go four and five deep potentially here at tight end. And hopefully they're able to get out there and show what they can do. I I did not know that Bentley Hanshaw had been dealing with some injury concerns. So that was something I learned from coach. But you got guys like Isaac Rex, you got Dallin Holker, you've got uh, Carter Wheat, you've got Lane Lunt. There is a lot of talent in that tight end unit and I have full faith that Coach Clark is going to have those guys ready to roll and looking forward to seeing them out there on the field, especially against Arizona coming up this weekend. On tomorrow's podcast as part of our full preview of the Arizona matchup, we will catch up with BYU cornerbacks coach Gennaro Guilford. He has heard a lot of heap of praise a lot of praise heaped, man, I am struggling with my dyslexia tonight apparently. You've heard a lot of praise heaped upon BYU's cornerbacks. There have been some people that say that as many as 6 of these guys could have started for BYU in any other season. Well, how about we ask the guy who coaches them on a day-to-day basis? We'll get to that on tomorrow's podcast. But once again, a huge thank you to Steve Clark for taking some time to join us here on today's show. Coming up in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's show with the other news and notes involving BYU athletics. Looking ahead to the weekend for other BYU sports, women's soccer in action, women's volleyball in action as well. We'll touch on all of that. In just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. It's that time of year, folks. All attention is being paid to football season, and that's not a disrespect to any other sport. But Bet Online is here to help you guys out, no matter if your interest is in the NFL or if you listen to this, I'm guessing you like college football, but. Nonetheless, no matter what your interest is, they've got all of the updated odds, props, and contests. They're all available at betonline.ag. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Yes, a 100% welcome bonus using the promo code LOCKEDON. Got to take advantage of that, guys, but also make sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. That's a week from today, by the way. And if you lose, your wager will be, will be refunded up to $25. That's for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, obviously, to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite, favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available from our friends at BetOnline.ag. Once again, that's Bet Online promo code locked on for that 100% welcome bonus. They are your online sportsbook experts. One more time out on today's show to talk to you guys about our friends over at Elevate Fitness. I've talked about Rich Hart and his team earlier on on today's show and also on other podcasts, but the guys over at Elevate Fitness, Rich, chief among them, have been literal lifesavers for me. They have transformed my life, and I mean that literally because about six months ago, folks, My weight was completely out of control. My diet was out of control. I just, I couldn't get things in order, plain and simple. And I was struggling. Rich actually heard me talking about it at one point on one of the episodes and reached out to me. And over the past six months, folks, the guys at Elevate Fitness, InsulinIQ.com, have absolutely helped me regain control of my life. I have lost over 40 pounds of fat, but more importantly, folks, I am as healthy as I have been in more than a decade. The best part about what they're teaching over there at Insulin IQ is they're teaching you about insulin resistance and how it affects almost every facet of your health. And Plain and simple, if you think uh, something with your health is out of whack, well, it probably does have some Uh, relation to insulin resistance, no matter if you're overweight like me, or if you just feel like, you know what? I could be doing better. I could be in better shape. I believe that Elevate Fitness and the guys over Insulin IQ can help you guys out as well. Go to insuliniq.com/slash/elevate to learn more about what they're doing, and also you can get a free initial consultation with Rich for free, and do it that online, or if you want to do it in person, I'm sure you'd be happy to do that as well. His uh, Elevate Fitness, the gym he owns, is located at 147 West 400 North in Orem, Utah. It's more of a facility; they got so many different things going on in there. But nonetheless, 147 West 400 North in Orem, Utah. They've been around for 25 years. is not some fly by night organization. And folks, I can speak to it because I have walked to walk with this over the past six months, 40 pounds of fat gone. But more importantly, I am feeling as healthy as I have, maybe since I was in high school. It's absolutely incredible. So please give it a shot. That's InsulinIQ.com elevate. Tell them that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hash sent you when you stop by and get that free consultation with no obligation beyond that. It's a free initial consultation to learn more about what they're doing and Hopefully, it can be life-transforming for you just like it was for me. That's, once again, InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate. That's Rich Heart and Elevate Fitness right here, partners with us on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Before we go on today's show, we've got a little long on time because normally we try to keep these about 30 minutes, but you know what? we got a lot of information to get through, so... Once again, let's get through everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Thursday. And first thing, the Big 12 Conference put out a statement after they had athletic director meetings over the past two days. Quote, the following two days of consultation with athletic directors of the continuing members of the Big 12 Conference, Commissioner Bob Bowlesby stated, quote, the eight ADs remain committed to furthering the Big 12 as one of the nation's premier athletic conferences and look forward to working with our presidents and chancellors to strengthen the league. Future exploration by the group will continue to center on options that best position the long-term strength of the conference, unquote. That was a big nothing burger. Plain and simple. It's just the Big 12 putting a statement out there, I guess, to answer a question that somebody may have had about how meetings went. I don't know. I know that the Big 12 is interested in BYU. I know that BYU has interest in the Big 12. How soon that could become a formal partnership or become BYU becoming a member of the Big 12 anybody can guess as to that and I don't really have a good guess on the timeline because I don't think anybody has a guess on the timeline so big 12 apparently is meeting they're talking about stuff and who knows what else is going to happen but we'll see how everything shakes out and we'll continue to keep you updated with any other actual you know newsworthy items that come out. I just figured I might as well mention that on today's show. Now on to some other news and notes involving other BYU sports. And I guess we'll start off with BYU Athletics as a whole. They have announced a new partnership with Mountain America Credit Union. It's an expanded long-term partnership granting Mountain America exclusivity for the credit union sponsorship category with BYU Athletics. So you've probably seen in the past, they've had uh, companies like UCCU, Deseret First. Well, Mountain America just pretty much told all those other companies to get lost and they will be the exclusive credit union partner for BYU athletics. So, Hopefully, it brings some extra money into BYU's coffers. Uh, Mountain America's BYU football and basketball donation programs have donated nearly $50,000 to the American Red Cross to provide critical care and resources for those impacted by disasters and emergencies. During the upcoming school year, Mountain America is going to donate $250 for every touchdown and $50 for every three-point shot made to the American Red Cross. So hopefully, we'll see plenty of touchdowns and plenty of three-pointers in both uh, basketball and football this year. And hopefully a lot of money can be donated once again by Mountain America Credit Union. Now, final thing today is BYU Women's Soccer returns home to Southfield. They're 2-2 two and two on the season, hosting Marquette. A big matchup as they try to bounce back from that 2-0 loss to Arkansas on Monday night. Match time is set for 7 o'clock tonight. It'll be streaming on BYUtv.org and also the TV app. Greg Rubel will have a call on BYU Radio. One hundred seven point nine FM. If you're probably wondering what's okay. What's actually on BYU TV, Jake? Well, that's BYU Women's Volleyball. The fifteenth-ranked Cougars, three zero on the season, host in-state rival Weber State at uh, the Smith Fieldhouse. Uh, this game is set. The match is set for seven o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV and also is streaming on the BYU TV app. I happen to have a close friend who's on the coaching staff at Weber State, Adrian Lizer, and I wish him well. But Obviously, a BYU looking to go to 4 0 on the season. This is part of the BYU Invitational, which is presented by Zions Bank that will be taking place all weekend long. Also involved in its round robin format with Michigan State and Dixie State alongside Weber State competing against BYU there at the Smithfield House. All right, so there you go. You guys are up to date on everything you need to know about BYU sports here on a Thursday. On tomorrow's show, as I mentioned, Gennaro Guilford, BYU cornerbacks coach. Also, we're getting you ready for Arizona. It's our game preview, the first of the 2021 season. We've been waiting, what, 200 plus days to finally talk about a game? Well, we're going to dig into that tomorrow, give you my game predictions, my bold calls, and if you guys want to weigh in with your predictions please do so as well. We'd love to hear from you guys and let you guys have your say as well. At Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. At Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter or via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for supporting the show as always. Have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 2nd, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.